Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast. We're here. We're really excited. This is a great day. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here with us. <laughs> welcome, up, everyone. My name is Alex VR. I am co-host of this magnificent broadcast, and I am sitting next to, as always, my co-host, Skiva. Hello, dude. How What's are up, you? buddy? I am fantastic. I have been having some of the most fun I've had in VR since 2016. So, Dude. Yeah, I'm you great. and I'm me great. both, bro. Heck like, yeah. This, this, you know, like every time we do an episode, we basically have a hard time, like, not talking about stuff like leading up to it, you know, like I'll get here and we're setting up and like, oh, so anyway, this week, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, this is great podcast shit. Like, mm-hmm. don't be saying that, mm-hmm. you know, but like yeah. today I think has been especially hard because this game has us so goddamn excited and we can't stop playing it. And I know that there's some people here in the chat who are joining us who are also addicted to After the Fall, which Heck is, yeah. uh, you know, the kind of the the primary topic today we are going to be taking a deep dive into this brand new game and uh, our guest today will be uh, contributing to that but before we introduce our guest i would like to say hello to you everyone who has uh, joined us here in chat for the live broadcast z storm games seems to be the first on my list i don't know what about yours is he first on yours uh he is he is first on mine yep, yep. he's been waiting here for a while i think for like a few days i think a few days he's been camping in a tent yeah. in front of the screen <laughs> waiting for this episode dude z storm <laughs> by the way z storm games on his youtube channel just came out with a great like beginners tips and strategies yes. kind of video he dives into a lot of the stuff that's like really good to hear on like your first day or your second day so if you're new to after the fall after this show definitely go check out um, z storm's yeah, channel for sure he's gonna he's gonna fill you in on some shit but I imagine we're going to get into some of that stuff today, too. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into whatever we can, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited to talk about this game. Mm-hmm. Probarora, hello. How's it going? Thanks for joining. Duty Does is here, bringing Duh. the hype. Thank you, Duty Does, for showing up. Ivan Gonzalez, let's go. That's what I'm what talking about. Chroma Snare is here. What's up, Chroma? Yeah. Get to play Mesh. a little with Chroma. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You ditched yeah. me for him, too. That's it's a big thing for you, Chroma. Uh, Mash Daddy Cools here. What's up, man? Mash, I've been seeing up? him online all the time too. Mash had one of my favorite streams on this game, where he like single-handedly everyone was down, and he took on the last boss by himself, and it was so epic. And I was cheering on, and it was just fantastic. Z did that for me a couple of times, yeah. so I just got frozen, and he just like ran around saving the fucking day. Um, <laughs> Obscure Nerd VR, what's up, Andy? What's up, Thanks Andy? For being here, dude. Dark Angels here. Hey, what's up, Dark? Zero Cool Gaming. Yeah. Zero what's cool up, man? Ten Twenty Eight Gaming. Actually, yes. I don't know. Is the Ten Twenty Eight important, or should we just go Zero Cool? You let us. You yeah. let us know. A little sniper here are we gonna get a roadmap i don't know maybe we're gonna we're gonna ask that's for damn sure um paradise decay is here dude pd, PD. Diddy. what's up, up buddy house. thank you for being here doom sly 82 hope you're feeling better pd oh yeah right dude let us know because yeah. we love you uh virtual steve is here what's Yo, up steve? fabster's here hey the arcanian is here hey. oh my god and tribe playing Brainwolf. with arcanian too a lot and tribe, oh, game, and wolf. tribe game wolf yep. dude i spent a lot i've been spending a lot of time with him be- between after the fall and neos so well those good are, dude those are the places to be awesome dude yeah so we've we've been in after the fall like that's that's like all there is to say at this point right like that's where we've been this past week has been like nothing but that i've been yep. like and i don't see it slowing down anytime i don't either um and we are so lucky today to have someone from the after the fall team to join us to ask answer all of our burning questions about what i'm 
calling like the the biggest game in a long fucking time. Yep. I think you would agree with us. So. Since probably Half Life. Yeah, for real. So I'm going with, and, or maybe I'm, Population One. We're about to dive yeah. into this shit. So everybody, yep. please welcome to Between Realities Tam Two from Vertigo Games. Hello, Tam Two. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, what's hi. up, man? How are yeah. you? Hi, hi, guys. Nice to be here. Awesome. Thanks for coming, man. We really appreciate you making time and your extremely busy schedule right now uh, to do this show because we know, I'm sure, I'm sure you're you're absolutely smart. You must have like carved this out between yeah. the messages and the emails and the. Um. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Since we are located in the Netherlands, um, my uh my work day ends like around let's say going from here like maybe five hours ago and then when i get home it's like i get settled in and then my job continues because as a community manager i track all the messages that come in all the notifications come in on my phone so i'm the one mm -hmm. still constantly um replying to messages and everything because peak hours are u.s hours and that's like right now for us right mm -hmm. so um Vertical Games is really lucky that I'm a night owl and that uh, <laughs> I spend a lot of time staying up late playing games anyway. So um, the only thing that makes me happier than playing games at night is talking about my game at night. So hell yeah, here we are. Yes. Well, thank you yes. for burning the midnight oil, you know, staying up to do the live show. You know, we, yep. we often will offer recorded versions. I don't know if Skiva offered you a recorded version of this, but we're so happy to be live today to be doing this here. Yes. <laughs> doing it live. Yeah. Doing it live. It's important because a lot of people wanted to be here because this is a hot game. A lot of people want to be able to ask questions and participate. So, yeah, definitely yes. fantastic that you were able and to. Chad, to by all work. means, once we start diving into this, feel free to start dropping in the questions because we've got questions, but we know you guys do too. And we're going to try to get as much answered as we can today so we can really leave here feeling like we've got the full picture of uh, what After the Fall is all about. So mm -hmm. I think before we do that though, Tantu, I would love to learn a little bit more about you. You know, can you just kind of like introduce yourself to, uh, to the Between Realities audience here and just kind of tell us a little bit about how you got involved in uh, the gaming industry and, and how, you got, um, how you got this gig at Vertigo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm Tantu, uh, community manager at Vertigo Games. Um, I've been there for about two years now, going into my third. And before that, I was actually um, on the other side of game development in the reporting part as a uh, host and a journalist a reporter for Zooming Games, uh, the YouTube channel. And I did that for about for a few years where I met a lot of game developers and uh, made a lot of contacts. And um, yeah, like you guys, I used to be on the, on your side of the fence and going to conventions and talking to developers, uh, talking about their games and doing interviews and all that. And yeah, between that, um, I, I just keep myself busy with doing art, and uh, I used to make content as well. So I like I knew the mindset of a content creator, but I'm also still mainly a gamer myself. So combining all of that. Um, after I got to uh, apply for Vertigo Games, they, uh, they, it was a really good match, and uh, it, I've been there ever since I applied. Hell yeah. So what games have you been um, on the team of or been a part of and seen released through the studio? So when I got on board, we were about to launch Arizona Sunshine on Quest. Nice. So everything that came out since then, I've been pretty much involved in um, communications-wise and uh, marketing-wise as well. 
but with After Default, it's been a bit more um, involved because uh, while Vertigo was releasing, was, was working on um, the Quest version of um, Arizona Sunshine, um, they were also still working on After Fall and getting it to shape up the way it is, right? So when I joined, it was like 2019. It was the year that they also showed off the, um, the, the E3 demo, right? So that was like the first glimpse that uh, they gave the world of After Fall. And compared to that, like, I think, uh, I think you'd know. And looking back at all that stuff, it's changed a lot, but the vision has remained the same. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys got the chance to ever try out that E3 demo. I never tried the demo, but I did watch that trailer uh, like 40 times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and you're right. It has changed a lot. Uh, you know, I remember specifically in that trailer, there was a baseball bat with some, some like nails in it. And there was some melee yeah. combat and some, some different types of bosses and things like that. But for the most part, I, I feel like it has stayed um, uh, very, mm-hmm. very similar to the vision. So, so before we like kind of start diving into the game, I am curious, were you involved in VR before kind of jumping in with, with vertigo? Like, were you, did you, have you tried VR before? Was it kind of like an introduction for you? Where were you at in the world of virtual reality? I had tried it on occasion um, at Zooming Games. We had the occasional VR stream if we had like uh, some interesting content uh, that we that would uh, make for a good stream. We thought like um, making our hosts go through um, I don't know dread halls, right, and um, <laughs> doing stuff like that. It's uh, very. It was all the early on VR stuff, like around 2015, 2016 kind of stuff. And before that, you know, I dabbed into the occasional PlayStation VR. Uh, experience if I got invited to it as press. Um, but between that and uh, before I started, uh, mainly flat uh, flat gaming, a lot of um, online games, uh, multiplayer games that uh, just, you know, uh, for the social interaction mm-hmm. and seeing how After Fall has become, seeing what it has become now, uh, the whole social experience, I think that's part of the reason why... Uh, why I'm actually made it in with vertical games because I brought us like this this knowledge that um, uh, like they were very uh, deep into developing for VR, but like um, have, uh, dealing with like a life service that like, community kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. um, not not a lot of people um, like some of them played those kind of games, but I lived those games, man. I I clocked <laughs> so many hours in like Final Fantasy fourteen and Destiny Division things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think a lot of the knowledge that I had in there really helped um, help the team as well. So that's uh, that's what I meant with um, being a bit more involved with After Fall than the other titles that we did at Vertigo. Yeah, of course, like I, I still do my job for the other games, of course, right? I love every single title that we've published so far um, between Arizona and now, and uh, yeah, it it really converted me into um, into like you know VR as a as a platform and like. It is, it, it, it's to, a, to an extent, like, I feel like flat games are kind of getting stale in how they can innovate. And VR is, like, really, like, that new frontier, right? And that's really what, um, I, I saw that, and that may, really made me believe it. And I just want to make cool things in VR mm-hmm. and bring familiar experiences to VR as well, right? That's, that's something that VR really needs to show that. Uh, it is capable of bringing those kinds of experiences into VR as well. Yeah, and I, I think, think it definitely helps I think the, the, the audience is ready for it. 
I think you're right. Yeah, it does help to bridge the gap. You know, I often hear people say stuff like, oh, you know, why, why is everyone so concerned about recreating things that are already existing in VR? You can do anything. Like, why are we just, like, doing stuff that we can kind of already do? And I think to your point, it helps us to understand the potential of the technology when we can kind of put it into, like, a framework that we're able to understand. Like, we can't just blow the fucking walls and roof off of all of this immediately, you know, and, like, have mm -hmm. people, you know, start embodying weird things that aren't human. You know what I mean? Like, I do think that mm -hmm. there's an entry point. And uh, also, to your point, the social aspect of a lot of this stuff is what I think keeps so many people coming back on a regular basis. I think that's probably the number one part of after the fall that gets me most excited i think that that's what has made arizona sunshine such a success over the years as well is the ability to jump in there with friends and do a co-op campaign or jump mm -hmm. in with four people and do the the horde yeah run. and after and 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 arizona sunshine came out a long time ago now and it's funny i i feel like it was it was 2016 or 2017 right that that uh, mm -hmm. Arizona Sunshine came out. And and what was great about this game for me is I live in Arizona, right? So it was like going outside and it's and it's infested with zombies. So it was like extra, extra immersive for me, right? And mm. it was at the very beginning of virtual reality. It was one of those games that I was hopping in for the first time um, and, and seeing what this technology can do. And this game really blew me away. Um, you know, I've always had nice PCs. Uh, I've been able to crank up the graphics on this stuff and really really enjoy the environments and this game still holds up today which is wild for a mm -hmm. game that came out that long ago i mean it's so it's so good right i mean a lot of people love running around in arizona sunshine still to this day yeah so well i think that you know really focusing on that social aspect um is a, a brilliant move you know it's one mm -hmm. of the things that i've loved about these titles uh from vertigo it's what makes resolution games one of my favorite developers mm -hmm. because they are constantly thinking about new ways to like bring people into those experiences yep. together and make yep. them social and make them fun and make them light and um you know i think uh, i think i'm ready to talk about after the fall because this game has literally it it I am putting my headset more I'm putting my headset on more now because of this game than I have in a long time. Oh. Like it, this to me and it's crazy because I have actually heard some mixed reviews, you know, like people who I admire and respect the the opinions of don't really feel the same way as I do. And for me, this is fucking triple A. Like this is like Beat Saber, uh, Half-Life Alex, Firewall Zero Hour on PSVR, which I put like 500 hours into, and now After the Fall. Like, this is like my upper echelon shit. I am so stoked about this game. I'm so hooked on it. I love it so much. And I've some of the critiques I've seen, I personally find a little unfair. Now, there are some aspects of the game that, you know, I, I don't... And not heard you call them shortcomings, but there are some things that I think could use uh, some tweaks or some work or whatever. And hopefully we can kind of explore some of those things today and, um, you know, also hear from our community as to what some of they think some of these things are as well. And um, see if we can uh, all figure out how we feel about this game and hopefully get everybody stoked enough to continuously jump in with us. Because mm -hmm. I'm playing a lot, but it's actually not even mm -hmm. holding a candle to how much Skiva's been playing this game. Dude, I can't. I, I, I see this game when I close my eyes when I sleep. Like, uh, all I want to do is play this game, right? After I'm done with work, I'm in this game, and I play until I can't hold my eyes open anymore, until my eyes are burning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to stop killing zombies now. You know what I mean? Like, this, ga this, game, this game is so good. It is so good. And I think it's a little bit misunderstood. I think we're seeing some critiques about this game. Um, 
from from a misunderstanding point as well as some bugs right this is mm. this is a huge title it's a huge title that's that's co-op first of all it's cross-platform which is no easy feat huge. to get someone so in, a, in a quest to play with someone on the playstation to play with someone on the pc and have it be flawless right but if there's one thing i know about the vertigo team is they will grind away on this shit like i'm grinding away at this game until all of these things have been solved and this is a great so all-around perfect experience to, to kind of get things started and to pull tam to into this now yeah. um they're like for me cross-platform multiplayer is like a no brainer like i i like that is like how you succeed as a multiplayer a multiplayer title and personally i also think the free to play uh format is a fucking really good way to go i i don't don't think you guys should be free to play but i just personally think that free to play and cross platform is a recipe for success assuming that your game uh -huh. is good so how much of a priority was the cross multiplayer um cross platform multiplayer for the team while you guys were developing this title and was it a huge pain in the ass to pull off uh yes and yes <laughs> um it was absolutely um important to us that we got the cross play, play right from the get-go right anything else um was secondary i i swear it's it's it was so important for the team to really understand the three platforms and and make it work the way it does um and from there that's where you start building off of right so originally like when after fall was announced in 2019 um there was no there was the, the quest wasn't even on anyone's radar except for the people at oculus right mm -hmm. so Originally, I do believe that they wanted to make a, uh, it was going to be like a PC VR um, first title. And then um, with PlayStation VR as well, that's when the gear started to grind. It's like, hey, how about we actually try to make it cross-play this time? Um, because uh, because we see it with Arizona Sunshine, people really play, enjoy uh, playing it in co-op. And then Quest came along, it's like, do we really want to take a challenge? <laughs> Can we do it? Should we do it? And you know, um, our, our creative director Richard, he's he's uh, he is really fast with making decisions, and he doesn't look back once he makes a decision. Uh, he goes straight in, no regrets. And this is where we this is where we at now. Um, it's we we're well aware. We acknowledge that the game uh, launched with some bugs, and it's not uh, it's not completely flawless. But at the end of the day right it's like okay this is just my just my personal opinion and something that i would ask any player uh, without the whole marketing bullshit around it at the end of the day did it work and did you have fun <laughs> that's 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 why i think all the time that i do not get to press reply on um because you know uh there are rules for me to, on how to engage with yes. the players of course but like here uh i i do feel like like you said yeah, just be yourself and this is how i am it's like but did you enjoy the game? Because I did. <laughs> right. And that's that's obviously what matters. And the core, the like, and the reason why I go into that because, um, is because the core for Afterfall it works, and everything else that we need to fix right now does not affect that core. So our biggest um, ambition you can say that it's pretty much that we achieved that and now it's like of course if we had put it uh in the oven for a little bit longer then we could have smoothed out a lot of things um to make it even to flesh it out even better but 
um there were a lot of like um reasons um uh, that I can't talk about that why we released the game um like this but um we felt the game experience was complete enough and the game worked and people played it we we did the previews and we were confident about that we did you know, extensive QAing beforehand and everyone everyone always said that they had a great time playing the game and that was really the big motivator for us to um to really like it's time it's time people are waiting for this and it is time to put it out there and considering how we are presenting it as a you know a, an evolving game right after launch that's how we give ourselves the time and space to really make the game how the players want it to be afterwards as well because there's only so much QAing that you can do. There's only so much internal testing that you can do. And it's honestly like the players that find crazy things like bringing up miniature pipe bombs, for example. <laughs> it's like, we've never encountered that before in our play tests. <laughs> you know? It's like players will discover shit that we'll never have thought of. And, yeah. and that's how we can react to that, right? So like our, our sandbox is done. And we will supply the players with like game modes and the tools to play that game. And depending on how they play, we can pivot on what after fall will be in the future. Of course, mm -hmm. we'll um, we will still you know, dictate how the game will be continuing. But it's like it's the small things like um, like we've learned a lot about the matchmaking, how how that could be improved, especially and. Um, like uh, control schemes, right? PlayStation people. And, you know, it's, it's things like that. It's feedback like that, that you just can't... So we just couldn't wait any longer with After Fall. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that's like, got to be tough. Before, um, yeah, it's... Before launch, right? The, the, the PlayStation version, the Quest version, the PC version, they all worked, and the, uh, it worked. It, they did what they needed to do. Crossplay, seamless crossplay, and that all worked. And um, that's, that's why we were so confident about it. And, well, and that's the hard um, part, you know, like yeah. that is the hard part. Like, and I think, you know, what I'm gathering here is like the hard part, the real heavy lifting is done. And guess what? It is legit. Yeah. So at yeah. this point, like everything else, like the little things like this, that, that, that can all be smoothed out. You know, like I, uh -huh. I it's funny because like as you were talking about this, I was actually thinking about hardware and I was thinking about how the quest is evolving. Right. And it's like they're constantly improving that hardware always like every day the hardware gets improved and at some point they have to like draw a line and be like okay we're gonna like release yeah. this because it works people mm -hmm. want things and we can get it into their hands you know so like the mm -hmm. little things that you know like oh the occlusion or this or that like we can hammer that out on another day let's get this shit into people's hands and allow them to start enjoying it to your point having fun mm -hmm. like getting something new to do with your friends you know so i i mean to me that all makes perfect sense but uh it's not that does not everyone always sees it from that perspective which is a little mm -hmm. unfortunate i think mm -hmm. yeah I like I I it's it's definitely that I don't want to upsell uh, a broken product or anything because we all knew that the game worked especially from all the the previews that we did and the feedback we got from that and we took all that feedback and we put it aside to what um what needed to be fixed 
what has priority. And overall, the consensus was these are things that we can smooth over time. Some things faster, uh, some things need a bit more time. Mm -hmm. But the core of the game is there. And we um, had we waited any longer, then imagine what like uh what what the bad news would be if we said hey guys it's not coming to psvr right at, anymore um it's going to come exclusively on the playstation 5 with the next gen headset or something right that is a huge fuck you to the existing psvr player base mm-hmm. right uh, a player base that had been waiting for this game for a very long time and not everyone has access to the new hardware yet totally. right so it was also uh, um I, I would say a very awkward position for vertical games to be in. It's like you're about you're about to release a game in a very awkward moment in hardware. Um, you know this, yeah. that that shift from going uh, what's what's older into something new and exciting. It's like when it happens, it'll happen, and we have. But we also have to bring up this game, right? Um, right. We looked at the team as like. They needed that boost to like uh, they needed that boost to see that people what they were making that people were actually going to enjoy it like all the previews that I got at the, um, and that was before all the playtests went live. The moment I I I uh, I shared um, every day every time I finished a play session with uh, with media and uh, and the other preview people and I shared it with them that like you could see the morale boost. It's like that we were so close to the finish line and telling, given that little information is like people like the game. Yeah. You got this. And that's really what pushed them over the, uh, the finish line there. So what happened with PlayStation, right? Because, you know, like you mentioned, there was like, basically mm-hmm. the big thing was this control schemes situation. So, so can you speak to that a little bit? Like, how did it, how did this happen? How did it go out with these apparently, broken control schemes i didn't try and, that and when you say version. go out remember this is still pre-launch and it was fixed mm-hmm. yes okay at launch right so wait so yeah. the well the thing the thing that people were complaining about is, is that no was longer pre-launch a thing? Is yeah that, is that the situation mm-hmm. yeah so um to clarify on that we were ready to ha- uh push a um the um, uh a build that could that supported the crossplay and had uh, some optimization for the performance ready that was supposed to get pushed with um, the early access period for PlayStation, right? Um, with Steam, we managed to lock in a, um, like, we, we don't do global ro- rollouts on Steam and Oculus, right? We lock in a time, uh, like, usually 10 a.m. Um, West Coast time. And and that's when it uh, unlocks for everyone all over the world. But PlayStation has like this global midnight rollout, and the uh, there was uh, the issue that um, they rolled out with the wrong build that didn't support crossplay. Mm. And crossplay mm. is honestly half of the experience in After a Fall. So when you're stuck in a lobby where you can only play with other PlayStation people who aren't used to the control scheme that we provided, and we are aware that it's not the standard. And we did a lot of internal testing as well. It's like to see what works. We did have a control scheme originally that would match more with uh, like, like Saints and Sinners and all the other PSVR games that have come out. And the thing is that there are certain actions in the game in Afterfall that you do that we were just missing buttons for. And 
we were forced to come up with a new scheme that worked for after the fall. And I know it's not conventional, but I, I do believe that some people, once they got over, uh, over the more awkward controls of it, um, and once they got used to it, it was playable. Had this, if this really was an issue before, then we would have heard this from uh, the QA at PlayStation mm-hmm. and uh, and any other uh, teams that did the external QA. So if it wasn't reported, then we'll assume that, okay, it works as intended. Let's move on and make sure that the game comes out on time and we optimize other things. And it was just uh, an unfortunate uh, timing, an odd, odd, unfortunate automated timing uh, on the platforms and that caused that uh, build to go out earlier. And that and that's why we really crunched uh, our asses to really get a patch out to ensure that, hey, at least crossplay would work mm-hmm. um, during that uh, early access period. Well, I mean, you guys are so, like kind of set up for failure there too. I mean, PSVR in its current state does not exactly offer a ton of tools for developers to like knock it out of the park with their movement schemes. You mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. like the quest and the steam and, and on Steam, like that's no issue. Like you have all the buttons you need, both hands are there. Like you know, you got the thumbsticks, boom, we're good to go. Like it doesn't matter if it's an old build or a new build. Like those controls are just gonna work the way that they should. But with PSVR. Like you said, you have to fucking jump through all these hoops, find new ways of doing things, you know? Like, yeah. that's not exactly uh, yeah. a great platform to be to be doing these kinds of things on anyway. The controllers yeah. suck for, for all intents and purposes. With we the spent of the a lot of time um, optimizing for PlayStation as well to make sure that it, 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 can, it could look as, as good as it uh, could be with uh, while, while retaining the parity across all platforms. And... We did a lot of testing on PlayStation. The The team has helped the controllers, the PlayStation controls in their hands more than all the others because it's Quest is essentially the same as PC. And mo- only on PC, you'll have to deal with other control schemes like the Index, the, the Vive Wands and mm-hmm. things like that. And there's only so much time that you can spend on each to make sure that just, it, hey, this works and we need to move on right it's uh contrary to popular belief the team is mid-sized but it's not like i don't know like it's, it's not a huge studio per se where we have like separate teams working on separate versions of the platform mm-hmm. it is some people uh, have double duties in the development as well so you know uh, props to them absolutely to uh, to really crank out what they've had For so real. far for real. And I mean, you know, we haven't played, I mean, I don't think you've played PSVR version, right? No, no, we haven't played, played the PSVR version, but we've both played the quest version and the steam version. Um, and you know, in my experience, the, the experience of after the fall is very, very close on both platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, the controls feel good. I've actually done some virtual desktop with my quest as well. So I've used my quest with the PC version. I've used my quest standalone and I've used my Vive pro on steam as well. And, uh, with the knuckles. So I've used multiple controllers, multiple headsets, and I am like seamlessly switching between them as batteries die in this controller, mm-hmm. or this headset dies or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like using them all, um, on the quest. I think if, if you're a quest owner, you pick this up you'll love this like i think it now but i guess what i'm trying to say though is that it does look to me like a quest game on quest it feels like the pc experience but it looks 
like a quest game. Mm -hmm. Even though those bodies are on, on the ground, even though the blood splattering all over, the PC version is fucking gorgeous. It's <laughs> so nice. Gorgeous. Man. Like it, it is, is like Half-Life Alex level graphics in yeah, there for me. It is absolutely so beautiful. And I was very impressed with the quest version as well. I mean sure. I mean the the major difference that I saw was you don't have a flashlight in the quest, right? And and I feel mm -hmm. like effects like that are a lot harder to pull off on a mobile um on a mobile processor like that that's that's the thing it's it's not hard to pull off the effects but you have to keep in mind the performance right it's uh, flashlights are dynamic lights and mm -hmm. once you start throwing eight of them because there are eight pistols everyone's dual wielding pistols or something and then you're all of a sudden you have like eight, eight dynamic lights it's going to tank the performance so that was a yeah. a conscious decision to um to sacrifice actually because it was a real big issue on the performance and uh ultimately like like you said the gameplay experience retains the same because we focus so much on getting that 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 uh that engine um on parity for everyone and that was the the most important thing in design is like it has to feel the same um yeah. gameplay wise after all we're making a game Yep. and not, not not just like a VR experience. And I, I understand that you know you play VR for the immersion, but there, to me personally, I feel like there 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 are three things that you need to uh, consider. It's like, are you going to make a immersive experience? Are you going to make a game, or are you going to do try and do both? Right? If you try to make a VR uh, an immersive game, then gameplay can't get in the way of that, and vice versa. If you want to make a good game, you can't let immersion get in the way with that. And only a f only a few titles can balance uh, can can walk that line real well. It's you ha you have to compromise in some things if you want to make a good VR game that does both immersion and gameplay well with the hardware um, that you use. Right. Yes. If you make it just for Quest, then there are many ways to optimize that system and to make sure that it looks perfectly on that system. Mm -hmm. um, same goes for PC. Same goes for P uh, PlayStation VR. Ultimately, we took the uh, the the idiot decision to make it uh, cross-platform <laughs> and try to make it work there. And of course, uh, we made more compromises than most uh, developers might will might do uh, when it comes to optimization. Um, it, it, to ensure that the gameplay retains the same for everyone. Well, it's it's so crazy to me because I looked at, you know, I was installing the PC version and I think it's somewhere around 30, 31 gigs, right? Oh, wow. I didn't and so, so it's that. pretty, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty big. It's not huge, like 140 gigs, like uh, like Medal of Honor or whatever, right? But but it's, you know, it's chunky. Um, but then you look at the Quest version, it's like three and a half gigs. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, how the heck did you guys pull that off, right? Mm -hmm. And this game retains its gameplay. I mean, everything about it is almost identical. A little bit of downgrade on the graphics on the Quest. Uh, there was one thing, I think I think it's easier to, to wield four guns on the Quest. Um, there's, there's an option uh, where you can kind of grip and it switches between two guns in your holsters and two guns on your in your hands um and and i i feel like people are having a little bit easier on nightmare mode because of that on the quest mm. um because you can't pull that off on the index and and our, the controllers that i've been able to find and um i know a couple of my friends have been able to to, to figure that out as well is that uh, do you know about that tam2 by chance it's that it's that toggle grip right? yes Yes. Um, I want to dive into believe... toggle grip for a minute yeah. too. When we have it, when yeah, I mean, I guess now is as good as, as good a time as any. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I uh, I do believe that the toggle grip was in the index version uh, it, it, during the playtest. It was on the index knuckles, and um, there were a lot of uh, we got feedback that it actually conflicted with other actions that you needed to do uh, in the game, where uh, we had to remove the grip toggle uh, on index. But we are looking in, into ways to. Um, improve that because we do want to make sure that people get to play the way they want. Yeah, and, and uh, that's uh, the toggle grip. I know it's not it's it's not the standard. I know a lot of people were confused about uh, manual reloading and because we have that um, that quick swap uh, feature um, through the toggle grips, and that confused a lot of people coming in from other VR games. And we get that, um, but this is. Like primarily, ultimately, we made the game that worked for us with um, with controls that worked for the game. Um, and of course, you know your feedback is valuable, and that's why the Discord is blowing up with all the control stuff. And uh, uh, we we're definitely looking at that and uh, investigating further. And so it's yeah. like you know bug fixing um, and high priority stuff that we will be working on. And, uh, it's, it's not that we're not listening. We're absolutely listening. But, uh, like I mentioned before, the team, uh, they only have the, uh, so many hands that they can, uh, spend mm -hmm. on the keyboard mm -hmm. to, uh, write out all that code and test things. Yeah. Well, and index controllers are hard because when you yeah. touch, when you just naturally, you want to hold on to something with the index controllers mm -hmm. are strapped to your hand, but you still want to hold it like it's a controller. Right. And when you touch it, it grips. Right? There's no button. There's no analog button. It's mm -hmm. a really, I think it's a really hard controller to to get right on the development side. Um, but but yeah. So well, I was gonna say just the my last note about cross the cross play is that I was taken back multiple times during those plays where I had like a Quest guy and a PC VR guy and a PlayStation dude all running next to each other and like the fucking zone like the snow breed are all in the same place for everyone and like the heads are all exploding simultaneously for everyone you know like we're all like it works really fucking good and i yeah. think that i just wanted to reiterate that like it actually does work now i love how many different control schemes reloading options stuff like that that this game has you know like it's and I love that it rewards people for taking the path that maybe takes longer, you know? And mm -hmm. then you have mm -hmm. this kind of this thing where you almost like have to kind of like strategize it because, you know, you could be like Z, Z Storm Games in the chat, who is using like the, the simple reload, like the fast reload. On where, nightmare mode, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. On, on higher difficulties. Mm -hmm. So he's playing on a harder difficulty, but giving himself an easier time reloading. And he's finding that that is a good, like a good balance. Personally, mm -hmm. I'm not in a hurry to sacrifice the manual reload. I love the manual Because it feels so yeah. damn good. It really does. But, um, but you, then you can't like, so with two controllers, if you have two guns, a gun in each hand, and you have that quick reload, drop the clip, drop the clip, smack them into your chest, right. and you're good, right? Otherwise, you got to drop a gun, well, you reload it. You don't. Right. You can actually grab the clip with that gun in your hand. So that you're holding the oh, gun. I didn't even know and that. You can grab the clip and your hand yeah. changes into the clip. And oh, then when you're done reloading, it pops back game in. Game changer there. for tonight. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing, right? With Because, we, uh, it, because uh, we wanted to maintain the flow of the combat. It's like, it's... Afterfall is more of an arcade shooter than a simulation, right? Right. So we don't want, especially on a harder, uh, on more intense situations, we don't want people having to put away their guns so they can 
uh, rack the slide. And that's why we have, uh, like, you, you also see it when you pick up an item. The, the item replaces the gun in your hand. Mm -hmm. The same goes for um, performing actions with your hand on another gun. So that's why um, with the toggle grip, um, if you unlearn the, the, the constant gripping, you can do so much more with manual reload and performing actions in the game. And that, for us, proved to be uh, something that kept the, the pace really high, uh, even with manual reload. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, again, that's, that's, where we, that's where I come back with the whole balancing between, uh, like, uh, between immersion and gameplay, where immersion might get in the way of gameplay. Right. Um, so you can choose to be more immersive, and then you, uh, that's, that's where you go to the settings, turn off the toggle grip, so you, for immersion, put away the gun in order to rack the slide on the other hand. That's up to you. You can play however you play. That's, how, that's one of our uh, feature pil uh, communication pillars, like discover your own combat style. There's no good or bad way. Play whatever works for you and whatever mm -hmm. makes you enjoy the game more. Um, yeah. Personally, I love yeah. I love it more as a as a game than an immersive experience, and uh, and that's fine for me. Uh, and I'm totally okay with someone who wants to play Nightmare on uh, on manual reload. That just means I'm gonna have to heal his ass a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. But I'll have I'll have the items. I'll have the speed to do everything. And uh, that but that's mostly because. I've trained myself to play that way. I'm used to that way. And you can train yourself to play the game however you want as well, uh, provided we have the option to support your play style. And uh, if there's anything that you want changed, you know, that's what the Discord and the feedback uh, forms are for. And we're always listening. We want to make the game as accessible as possible in, within, our, within our parameters. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was saying, like, I love that you reward the people who do decide to go manual reload. You literally make more harvest on your runs if you are manually mm, you reloading do. your weapon. You do. Um, but, you know, like you said, you have like you can train yourself to play the way you want to. I think that this is kind of an important aspect of this game. And it's that you will not have the perfect loadout on your first day. And what I mean by loadout is like your options. Like, how do you mm. reload? Do you have the the one thing that it took us days to figure out is that you can change the, um, what is it called? The movement thing? Oh, uh, smooth movement or well, something no so um, when you for when you, jumping yeah when you jump down something on by default the screen goes black and you like basically warp from a higher place to a lower yeah. place but in the options menu under movement you can change that to like quick move or something and yeah. then it's a smooth like jumping like you it doesn't it. break your immersion at right. all you, like you like go straight down into and, the thing yeah it follows the 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 jumping animation that we have on the character so you see the camera actually going forward and going down and yeah like I know, like uh, a lot of people, uh, first first uh, instinct is to um, say what they don't like and, and and not really investigate because it's not as clear cut. And that is something I personally feel that we do can uh, could improve on, and something we will improve on is the like just the overall user experience and the onboarding. Um, it's uh, it's like I said, but. When you, uh, I'm gonna get back to that whole point of like people doing being on double duty. We only have this many people to uh, to perform certain tasks and take on certain priorities. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, ultimately, yeah, some elements of the games suffer because of it. But those are things that we can improve over time and have fixed um, like in the in the next coming months. In the meantime, 
the gameplay is intact, people are having fun, and the gameplay loop, it works. So that's something that we don't need to worry about anymore. Well, Instead, we can only add to that and make sure while we add more to it, we fix the other things that uh, demand our, our time as well. So I'm telling you right now, um, dude, the options are there. Like, I love the the amount of options that you guys already so have in the game. Yeah. Like, being able to reload by touching the gun to your chest or by doing the whole thing, switching between toggle and, and, and manual grip on the weapons, which... By the way, here's another tip for everyone. And this is what I was saying. Like, it's going to take you, I think you should spend a few days with After the Fall. And if you go into there and you don't love something, start digging around a little bit because there are a lot of different options here that there help are. tailor it and make it there the are. game that you want it to be. So what I was having trouble with is the default um, grip mechanic for me um, with my weapons is I was on manual reload with the default grip enabled. And the default grip, when your hands get close to each other and you push the grip button, it'll actually pass the weapon back and forth between your hands. And yeah. I had to change my grip mode to like dynamic or whatever the hell it's called. The one where you basically have to hold the knuckle mm -hmm. to, to hold the weapon. And then that really cleaned it up. And now I'm able to reach over mm -hmm. my gun, pull back my chamber and like really, so many really make it smooth. So, yeah. you know, what was really frustrating for me in like the first day, which someone might be willing to chalk up to just like bad game design. They're like, what the fuck is this? It's passing the gun back and forth between my hands. Those people could actually get it to work the way they want if they're willing to dive into the menu, tinker around a little bit and discover the, the, yeah. you know, the options. In There's there. an insane amount of options, more options in this than I've seen in most, in most games where you can play this game in your style, like you were saying, Tam too. So you can really go in there and change things up and make it feel good for you. Right. But mm. also don't be afraid to play with some of these other options like the manual reload because it reward the game rewards you. Totally. for doing yeah. so. I love that. It right. was it was a struggle to actually get the time to explain that um previously, right? Because um uh launch was getting so close and between the playtest and launch um the um we because because like we didn't want to give too much away up about the game um I don't I don't think we had enough time to really explain the controls and all, and the amount of options that were actually in the game. And yeah, I do feel that uh, the onboarding could have done, uh, could, could improve a lot. And it's, uh, I, get, I get it. I sometimes, when I play a game, if I don't understand something in, in, uh, within the first few minutes, I will automatically go to the settings to see if I can improve it at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, will, that will actually mark my experience. And um, if it improves, then okay, I get it. Now I'm down. Let's go. Uh, that's why, uh, personally, for, with uh, uh, FPS games, I've I started playing FPS games on a console, so I don't know any better than playing with a controller. If you ask me to play Destiny on a keyboard and mouse, then uh, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna help you raid because I'm gonna fuck <laughs> all the controls, and I don't have the time to. I don't have the time to get familiar with it because. The time I spent on learning that, I could be grinding out missions and things like that with, uh, with a control scheme I'm already familiar with. So time, uh, I want, please respect my time. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, uh, something that, that's something also um, a critique uh, that I saw before. 
is that the missions well in my in my first uh interview with uh, upload i said the, the missions take about 20 minutes and once you get to know them better then you you can blast through them fast sooner but on average nowadays it's like uh, a, a master run could easily take 30 minutes yeah, if uh, if if you want to get yeah. through it right but that's uh I, I still stand by the fact that a lot of people are going into vr now and they don't have their see uh, vr legs yet and we need to respect the time they can be in vr right and if you can be in vr longer then by all means keep grinding and keep playing as long as you want but some yep. people can only do one run or two runs so so you mentioned grind here right and i think this is this is a very important word for this game because a lot of people went into this game expecting that this is a campaign Right. And because yeah. of the way the story flows, it, they kind of you guys kind of made it, it feel like a campaign a little bit, too. Right. But this game isn't about going in and starting at the beginning and finishing at the end and going, wow, that was a great game and a great experience. I'm all done now. This game is about replaying these missions over and over and over again. You start with a pistol with a crappy pistol. And if you grind in this game, you can change every little bit of these guns from the grips to the tape on the grips to the muzzles to the to the to the to the um to the sliders to, like everything on every gun is 100% customizable and it makes it so you can, can like you can move up in skill levels right a lot of people i saw wanted to get right into master right into nightmare they're like i'm a good gamer right i can do this i'm a good gamer it's not a, it's a, i don't care how good of a gamer you are you're not starting this game and, and finishing on master. It's yeah. not going to happen. That's not, this game is designed. So you have to grind this shit. You have to go out and you have to upgrade your weapons. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. It's a weapon progression. It's system. a weapon progression game. It yeah. really is. And you're going to play these levels over and over and over again, but they're so good. And everything happens randomly in these games. The hordes don't always come from the same place. The same enemies don't always come out at the same places. You are gonna be surprised most of the time. Yeah. Even if you played this level a hundred times already, this yeah. is a grind game and people have to understand what it is. Is he right? If I wanna, if I, if I may interject real quick, yes. I see Arcanian saying, my VR legs are fine, my real legs are suffering. We also <laughs> offer seated mode. So yes. there you go, baby. Yep. Continue the grind. Yep. Continue to grind. I uh, play a lot on seated mode because I play this game when I'm in this game, four hours minimum. Mm -hmm. Like I play this game until my controllers die. Period. So you know, <laughs> I think this might be a good time to maybe dive into the world a little bit because Ooh, yes. you know, I'm personally not someone who like plays games for like the story driven aspect of them you know mm -hmm. um like i've you know i love multiplayer games like you know i've played destiny i've played some of the, Di the division i've played world of warcraft you know and i'm like when i'm doing all of these things i'm not thinking about like oh this is the lair of the evil elf king you know and like he did a bunch of shit back in the day but anytime i've accidentally obtained any of that information it has enhanced my experience so much mm -hmm. you know like i'm like oh wait a second no this is actually a cool place that we're in right now and here's why and like having that lore mm -hmm. really really does enhance these kinds of experiences for me even though i don't go out searching for that lore but today you're here and you're listening everybody so we're actually going to dive in a little bit i think to the world of after the fall and i think if we can give some context as to what's happening there and like why you're going out and like what runners are and like what these harvests why there's are, arcades then yeah right? then, <laughs> then maybe it'll make more sense that like we're on five maps you know what right. i mean because one of the things that i noticed that i loved is in the line which is the name of like the home hub or whatever 
um, there's like exits to the five maps in that subway. You can like Skid Row is like over there and Chinatown's over there. So I think mm -hmm. maybe we can just kind of like take it from the beginning. You know, Tam2, could you like break down kind of like after the fall, like what happened? Why are we there? Yeah, of course. So um, back way, way, way back in 1984, there was um, there was like a global downfall, but in the shadows. So you know that's how life in the '80s. You know, it it went on. It it kept going on, and so you can consider it like an alternative history, uh, obviously. Um, but like in the shadows, like the governments and whatever, they some something happened, and they discovered something, and um, something uh, things that I can't reveal just yet. But like it's it was due to those um, experiments, whatever. Uh, of the thing that they found, that's when shit hit the fan. And because of their mistake, um, it got unleashed onto the world around like maybe 10 years later. And uh, so in, during the time, they've been trying to cover it up. And, um, and, and, and then you got these people thinking there's more uh, to it than, um, than, than the governor's telling you, you know, all these conspir uh, conspiracy theorists and uh, these uh, d uh, deniers and everything. And, uh, but like, you know, kind of like in Resident Evil, once the, once the, once all, the, when, once shit hits the fan, um, the world's going to suffer for it. And then that's, uh, that's when everything came, uh, started going to shit because that's, um, around the mid nineties, that's when everything got destroyed. Everything got, uh, development, it stopped, uh, progression, human progression stopped because they were too busy dealing, trying to survive. But alas, um, a geo a geo climate disaster happened. Sprawl uh, came uh, came out of nowhere. They start affecting humans, and then you know people they start containing those humans. But you know uh, with a, with a force that fierce, you can't contain that, and that and then it just spread out further around the world. So with all these mass containment breaches and of course nukes, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, it, it just made things worse. And and and. At some point, um, the the global leadership they just own up to it. It's like we fucked up, and uh, that's uh, that's pretty much how uh, humanity just took took matters into their own hands. And it's like it's time for us to survive on our own now. And um, it, uh, for the for the personal journey for the players uh, for the humans, it's like you're one of those survivors. You don't know what happened, but you don't know what really happened. And that's something that we'll be exploring a little bit more. For so for context, yeah. If you if you manage to play through a tutorial and didn't go through the door right away, there is a TV with a videotape that uh, actually uh, tells the setup about how um, things in the bed like they they did oh. experimentation and uh, it it. Did you know that? I did not. So, so you can't. I don't think there's a way to get back to the tutorial after you've after you've already gone through it, right? I think we're I think we're working on a way to put uh, to put that back in because in um, in the dev build, uh, mm -hmm. old dev builds that I uh, played, it's like you got the option to like, would you like to play a tutorial? And then it's like yes or yeah. no. Uh, then you could replay it if you wanted to. Um, and I, I I do believe it's also something that's uh, affecting the achievement that you uh, can get out of it. And some people load it into games, skipping it completely. So that's something we're working on. Yeah. Uh, but you will be able to go back and explore that and find that videotape. And that's something that we, uh, that's a tool that we want to use uh, in the future as well to really, you know, uh, drop more lore bits that way. 
It um, feels like there's like a lot of little kind of like hints around and like little nuggets. And if you there can are. kind of open your eyes, yeah. you know, you'll kind of start to see Zia again, you know, has really been diving into this. And he like, if he sees like a pill bottle, he'll like pick it up and read every fucking word on it. Yep. He's called every phone number in the yeah. game. Been to every website. Yeah, in you the guys game. should attach something to those phone numbers for Z because he like yeah. wants, he wants to call those phone numbers. And have he doesn't want to. Sorry. He is calling the phone <laughs> number. So yeah, it'd be cool, cool to have something on the other side. But yeah, there's definitely mm -hmm. stuff. I feel like Z-Storm is on to most of what's happening in this lore mm -hmm. um, from, better than anyone that doesn't work there, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. He's, uh, he's been asking me a lot of uh, tidbits and everything. It's like, you, know, you, you got to wait for it, man. Yeah, you you got to wait, wait for it. So um, but what I can do, what I can, uh, can tell you is that um, with how the world continue to progress, it's like, First, they had to deal with, you know, uh, the infected, and then on top of that, the the whole climate changing, and then uh, dealing with how that affected the infected. Okay, and uh, <laughs> the survivors having to deal with that. So, um, twenty years after it started, uh, we are now in the place where we are now. Uh, humanity has found the status quo where um, they are able to survive and fight back. And they're not afraid of the snowbreed anymore, and because they have developed the tools, they have developed the resources. Um, they discovered what they needed to do to survive, which is um, grinding out the harvest, right? They're killing the snowbreed for uh, the substance that's in their body that we, as the players, also need to survive to um, stay warm in the cold. So it's that death loop uh, mm. between us and the snowbreed that. Um, that uh, that we need to maintain and with eight billion people in the world there's going to be a lot of snow breed right well we the players yeah. are the lucky ones that um manage to stay um stay human and build civilization to what it is now and um as we said before the start of after fall is only the beginning of your journey as we expand la more and discover more about that world and give you a glimpse of what uh, what the future might bring um, lore-wise, it's um, it's exactly what the campaign uh, is. You play through a campaign as like a, a scavenger who um, hasn't, who, who's been mostly to themselves. They've, they've been killing snowbreed and uh, selling uh, the harvest to, um, or selling resources to other hubs to uh, get um, get harvest to uh, in order to get the things to, uh, they needed to survive. Right, um, but then you know. Be, as most of you guys know, if you go out there alone, you're gonna eventually gonna get uh, get get frozen, and you're gonna die, and then you're gonna turn into a snow breed. Now, lucky for you, Frank comes in and rescues you, and takes you to the line where you learn that there's actually um, a group of civilians that um, that set this up, and they learned that uh, they learned you need to farm snow breed. Uh, we need what's in there to um, to in order to create the boosters that we need to stay alive, and that you need to go in together um, because if you go out there alone, you're you're eventually you're 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 screwed. Yep. So what they then did is then take control of the situation by creating these containment sites where they could funnel the snowbreed into and farm the snowbreed. Uh, at their own terms, instead of going around maybe uh, hoping that there might be a large concentration of snowbreed. No, make containment sites, 
funnel them into that, go in, clean up, and go back and wait for the whole thing to clean up, uh, to fill up again. And that's, that's uh, the harvesting loop yeah. that we have. Fuck yeah. And that's what we gamified. I so there you that. go. And, that's uh, why you keep going there. That's why there's more ammunition there for the characters to, to pick up. So you can, so you can harvest more snow breed. Humanity can go on, live another day. Um, right. and, and, and I gotta say this. So, so you mentioned it for a second that this is Los Angeles, right? This is Los Angeles that was frozen over. It all started in 1984. And when you walk around and, and it explains why arcade machines, right? Because mm -hmm. if you walk around now, you don't see any arcade machines kicking around. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, the '80s arcades were huge, um, and they were able to to take these these arcades and repurpose them into these machines that are able to like you know modify weapons and and spit out different uh, uh, survival things. Um, there's also floppy disks, and I'm wondering how many people that are playing this that are younger even <laughs> know what a, what a floppy disk is, right? You get you have oh, these. Look, it's a safe icon. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, exactly, a safe icon. Yeah. that is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I noticed yeah. too that like the the arcade machines, they have like tubes hooked up to them, and like juices fucking flowing through them. So I'm assuming this is like harvest juice that's going. I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I, don't I mean know. that's yeah. how you get the juice boosters out of there, right? Right. Yeah, it's Mature. all the juice in there. Yeah. And I mean, uh, somebody said something funny. Chris Richardson said, "Cannibal's delight is the other name for the harvest," and that did cross my <laughs> mind. It's like, wait a second, they need this to survive. Like, are they like? They're not eating that, are they? We've got a frozen world. They don't. Not, there's no agriculture, and certainly doesn't seem yep. to be any wildlife. Like, oh shit, yeah. are people eating? Are people eating snow breed tam too? No, no, they're not. So, uh, what uh, what is actually the case? Right, is that um, the substance that's that is in the bodies of the snow breed? Um, it contains a, a chemical compound that acts uh, as a um, unrefined resource. That the line uses to uh, create power uh, to power machines that they can use to uh, keep the lights on, but also um, develop weapons, uh, but also um, greenhouses, for example. Beautiful, right? And said that. So essentially, most likely, everyone in Afterfall is vegetarian because there's no wildlife. Right. There's um, yeah. unless unless they're cannibals, and it's like instead of unfreezing a human, it's like they just take it back. It's yeah. <laughs> Thaw that out, have a barbecue. Mm -mm. Just pull that pipe yeah. bomb off of it, take the juice booster, and then <laughs> and have a barbecue. Sounds delish. <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah. yeah, so no, yeah, so it, it is that compound in the um, in the snow breed that in basically the blood of the snow breed. There's like this that the substance that we need and like that unrefined stuff is also the stuff that they use to make uh, boosters, so for healing and for other things that we'll be introducing. Yes. Um, yes. So it's it is basically our our um, what do you call it? Our uh, plot device. Yes. To uh, to explain why why do we have that? Well, it's because of juice. There's so, a, juice is yeah. a reason for everything, pretty much. Um, but that is the the core um, technological uh, reason that the world exists the way it does. And also um, with the world uh, pretty much going to shit in the 90s, that's uh, anything that uh, that was developed at that time stopped. There were no more uh, factories that made new cars or no R&D uh, companies that made new technology. Uh, the world went to shit. So people had to create things with what was there and what they had. And that's that explains the aesthetic of After a Fall. 
mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that explains the um, the slang or the way really they talk good, or the really references good explanation. they make. It's a really good explanation. That's, it's all I, frozen I it. in time, literally, but it's not the 80s. It's 80s inspired, but it takes place 20 years later. Um, the um, the AI characters, uh, Jimmy, my man Jimmy. Oh, Jen, Jimmy. Man, Everyone Michael. loves Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> they are um, veteran harvest runners, right? They are a squad of uh, harvest runners that assist other teams that might need. Uh, like, So the idea, like, in um, during the front runner season, we will be introducing player skins, right? That's one of the things that we yes. kind of want to get uh, wanted to get in at launch, but it was just not feasible to in the time that we had in order to really make, get the game working. Um, but once we introduce player skins, I feel that's the point where um, the player journey might be a bit more immersive for the player because then you get to choose how you look and everything. Yeah. And then you are joined by the AI. The original idea was always to have a player character and have them be joined by AI. And their lore reason is that because they're veterans, they can jump in um, and help out any squad that doesn't have a full squad of four because in the line, it's mandatory. You have to go out in squads of four. Nice. Dude, I, I this feel is like so good. This is. I, I feel like I got to say, I think poor Jimmy has had enough of this life and has become very suicidal. Dude. <laughs> Jimmy loves to just walk in the line of fire every time. He's like, oh, that's where you're shooting? I'm going to kill myself right now. <laughs> I will say, though, I've been frozen a couple of times and, and who comes fucking comes running up? My Jimmy. boy. My boy Jimmy, dude. He All definitely right. has revived We love me. you, Jimmy. Some, and, and earlier, K is asking a really important question that I can actually answer. Wait, the world went to shit in the 90s. Is Rick Astley okay? <gasps> if you pay attention to the PA system in the line, you will hear us thanking runner Astley oh, for never giving up on us and never running around and deserting us. You are shitting me. Dude, PD, you just pulled that out. <laughs> that is an amazing Easter egg. <laughs> wow. Awesome. That is so cool. PD also asked earlier if we'd be able to get like, like, uh, like, like those little pop figures with like Jimmy and some of like. Oh yeah, we're right? gonna, we're gonna need physical things. Yeah, we need toys. We need all this stuff. We're need People all were stuff. also asking earlier in the chat, where do you? Oh, dude! Whoa, dude! The, dude! Wow, PD, juggernaut right there. PD knows like it's like he knows, he knows stuff. Knows. He knows things. And he knows all. Uh, these are uh, these are promotional only, unfortunately. So, um, if uh, the, we we do have uh, some of these, like we actually got these from a, a partner company that um, that actually also makes toys like that, and the, that was uh, that was actually a prototype. But if After Fall, you know, gets popular enough that maybe you know, uh, people maybe buy this game, I want those things. But that's I want like those things. <laughs> far in the future it really depends on the success of after fall and how it goes but then we can start thinking about merch like that and uh if people really want it if, I want if it. there's really a market for it then uh, it. we we may consider it i'll give you all the money take it all all right so i all. think um let's see where are we at so we got you know about another 20 minutes maybe a little longer on we'll see we, we want to give tam to his night back mm-hmm. but um I think we should kind of just start like going all over the place here because I've got some like sure. ran- random things, you know, and um, they're probably not conducive to a conversation, but I have a question about floppies. So mm-hmm. we have been wondering 
when we reach a when we reach a safe house and we mm. don't have a floppy with us, did we miss it? Like, is there a guaranteed floppy before a safe house, or is it possible that it doesn't spawn because we feel like we checked every room but we don't have one and we don't know if we're guaranteed it or not? I think it's possible that it might not have spawned. You are always you always get a guaranteed floppy at the end of the run. Yes. Anything else you find is uh, is bonus. Um, I'd have to oh, check with the okay. team if there are any. Uh, specific drop rates uh, like that um because when you look at a game like diablo or destiny it's like um loot items like that that you get encrypt they uh they have a chance of dropping with enemies right and we don't have that with uh after falls like the enemies in after fall they only drop uh harvest right and um, the floppy disk are um you have a chance at uh, finding floppies in the during the run uh, at finishing a run, we'll guarantee you um, a floppy of a certain uh, tier. You know, here's a little side note, too, for those of you who don't know this. Um, when you put a floppy into a safe house arcade machine, everyone benefits from that. But if you later right. find a floppy and you're the only one that carries it in your wrist over the finish line, then only you will get that floppy disk. Mm -hmm. So always yeah, don't remember to deposit That's those. a bug. Yeah, oh. I do believe that's not supposed to way uh, not supposed to work that way. It's like everyone because we promote teamwork in After Fall, uh, we want everyone to uh, that farms together should uh, get the same uh, equal amount of rewards. Even if it's a duplicate at the end, everyone should be entitled to the same amount of reward because they all put in the the work nice. into it, except for the oh, okay. AFKers that stay in the beginning. Right? What the fuck, AFKers? Don't even say that that's a thing. Oh. Man. <laughs> Man. You know, a question, lobbies, apparently. So. A question well, that lobbies, I, yeah. So, so speaking of lobbies, a question that I have. So, for me personally, the one of the best ways we could improve this game um, would be to connect the voice chat once you're in a party, whether you're in the same lobby or not. Huge. Because what I find is, is I'm always going to Discord to communicate with my team mm -hmm. to see, hey, are you going to start the game? What skill level are we playing on? What are we, blah, blah, blah. What are we running for loadouts? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like it is mission critical. That is also a bug because I clearly remember it working for us during the preview sessions. And mm -hmm. I assume that was the case as well uh, for the live version. So I think that bugged out somehow because it is supposed to work. As, and so it is, you know, it's Murphy's Law. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Um, <laughs> combined with the whole issue of um, the safe state um, getting um, messed up if you're in the armory, yeah. um, players not being able to communicate that they're ready or not that just makes everything a thousand times worse, right? But thankfully, yes. we will have a patch coming out in the next few days for that, hopefully. That's oh, really uh, good to address that. Awesome. But um, at, at the very least, the uh, progression wipe, because we understand yeah. that it's that it can can't be happen. very frustrating. So, so, so you are saying that even if my teammate is in a different lobby and he's not in the same 32-player lobby as me, I will be able to hear him or her uh, talking uh, over voice chat once we connect into a party. That, yeah, that that should be working. Uh, that's the way it should work. I'd have to verify with the team, but well, it I'm pretty sure that's we'll the way We'll verify with you work. right now. It <laughs> yes. So we're yes, looking forward that. to that being fixed. Yes. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic news because that, that right there is my my biggest gripe about the game, yeah. right? Just not just not being able to communicate. And it's in in a team based game. It's so important that you know who's running with what. If you're if you're playing master or something like that, or or 
God forbid, nightmare mode, oh, right? Yeah. It is important that everyone knows what everyone's carrying, right? right? Mm-hmm. That you're able to, to kind of to, to get that um, that whole team dynamic going mm-hmm. at its fullest potential. So Absolutely, that's, that's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 communication is mm-hmm. key in this game. Yep. And um, we totally understand that not everyone uses Discord or Oculus Party or PlayStation right. group chat or whatever. Um, not everyone. That's something I experienced over the years of playing Final Fantasy XI, Final Fantasy XIV, Destiny, and everything. There, I've used Ventrilo, I've used Mumble, I've used Discord, I've used Skype. Mm-hmm. Skype's the worst. Uh, <laughs> Do you speak anybody? You know, it's <laughs> and and any any in-game uh, solution uh that any game offers for that is a godsend and uh, i do understand that for some games it's not feasible and but um yeah we do have that system in place and i'm proud that we have that system in case because communication is so key yeah mm-hmm. um and we're really uh, i'm really annoyed that it it's not working as it should be and i i do know that the team is working on fixing that let me ask um, you another because like, like i said combined with other issues it's it's um it's a literal nightmare mode. So, <laughs> so let me ask another one. This is something that I've noticed uh, during runs, and I'm wondering if it's intentional or by design, where when you encounter someone who's been frozen and they're holding a pipe bomb and, like a, and, a, and a juice booster in both hands, um, only the player who first engages and like breaks the frozen guy is able to pick up the second item that drops until he engages with it and then drops it again. And then someone's able to grab it. But like, if I just pull the pipe bomb off of his hand and the mm-hmm. juice booster drops, no one else on my team can pick that up until I engage with it first and then drop it again. And I'm wondering if that's by design. So that way, like I got to it first. So therefore I get to grab the things that dropped or if everyone should be able to get it regardless it's of who def- it. It's definitely not by design, but something that we probably couldn't to streamline further because, uh, in really older builds, like testing builds, like any, anyone was able to pick up the item. So somewhere along the line in the code, something probably got ma- mm-hmm. mixed up somewhere okay. with uh, where it gets to uh, it, uh, which player interacted with what and what what's the rule set. So there might be an exception here and there yeah. that causes the bug. And that's something that it's something that we investigate and find out, oh, yeah, that's an easy fix. And then, you know, all you have to do is mm-hmm. wait for the next uh patch uh for that right. it, but it is something that needs to be reported right because we don't see any uh, we right. don't see everything of course and like as a player it's only a minor inconvenience it's like oh wait i can't grab this will you grab this for me and that's just like another team play mm-hmm. opportunity he's like yeah i got you and comes over and picks it up and hands it to me you know like it's not the worst thing in the world but i was curious because yeah, yeah we, we, that we talked about that in game we're like well do you think maybe it's because of this and right. maybe it's because of that and you know so it's just interesting to find out if these are bugs or intentional design <laughs> so right? because they could be either so what about um like getting caught on stuff and having the screen black out you know that's something Ooh, that okay. i've noticed that has happened a lot yeah. that one that one is an interesting one i, I have a backstory for that one thank you tried that... tried gray wolf by the way for that in um, in Arizona sunshine, people were cheating by hiding by 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 moving themselves into geometry, um, abusing the nav mesh so zombies couldn't melee them. Ooh. That was uh, that's why some people in the Arizona sunshine leaderboards have three billion four points because all they do is sit in a box, hide in a box. Stick out their arm and just shoot at the zombies with no zombies never being able to hit them. It's like there are better ways to spend your time, uh, your game time. That w- that's not how I would do it. Um, but that's something that um, was 
taken over from Arizona Sunshine as an anti-cheat uh, thing because we introduced once we introduced that anti-cheat uh, uh, feature where people were hiding in geometry and the screen would black out, um, then it would mean that they would have to move out of geometry in order to continue playing. And that is something that uh, we took over and put into After Fall as well, um, mostly for PvP um, in that sense. And I do believe also a little bit for the harvest runs because you don't want people hiding inside crates to clear clear out a nightmare wave. And I I do believe the team is working on updating the shader to really direct you towards where you need to go. Um, generally, if you open up the menu, uh, the dashboard menu, it should respawn you um, to the last position where you were before entering that. Um, I understand that's another thing that uh, that doesn't get onboarded. And uh, we're working on uh, making that way more clear. Like I said, mm. um, there's a lot of work uh, that I feel needs to be done on UX, but we're definitely yeah. listening and wanting to make the game better. Again, easier easier fixes than updating, uh, than rebalancing the game right. or changing right, a right, right, feature right. of something well, that isn't fun or something. We're cutting you slack. Like, you know, yeah. we're, we're cutting yeah. you all the slack that you need, but we are obviously going to talk about this stuff. I'll, I will also reveal a cheating a cheating thing that I know is happening. And sorry, Ooh. sorry to you, and sorry to Z, who I've been seeing exploit this. But on really? um, yes, I you, yes, you do. On um, <laughs> and it's actually pretty minor. But on Skid Row, after the first couple of waves, when you approach the arcade and the sprawl is shootable, if uh -huh. you walk uh -huh. up to the sprawl, there's a wall uh -huh. of the out on the outside of the arcade there to the left mm. of the doorway of the mm. sprawl, where you can basically like stick your arm through the wall and get the the snow breed on the other side of it to trigger and then they'll all run behind the sprawl and you can blast them on the so other your arm, side of the so your arm doesn't you go through but but shooting at that wall uh to me i didn't consider it cheating i thought that was just like they they hear it and they're like oh let's attack do you know what i mean but anyway I, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like an exploit to me <laughs> In a way, it's not really. I I, I wouldn't consider consider that an exploit because it doesn't help you um, do anything faster. It's like the enemies were going to be there anyway. But but and that's harvest. You're going to they come the out. Risk, yeah, you you, you take away the risk. Yes, mm -hmm. but um, strategy. Ultimately, from that point <laughs> where you are in the game, you still have to continue in order to complete the run and get your rewards. Yep. So, so well, I, I don't think it's a complete showstopper, in my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because it doesn't completely skip any progress, right? Yeah. I see people yeah. speed run Arizona Sunshine in 15 minutes Just because like they know the skips, wow. uh, but that's oh, yeah. not relevant for Afterfall. Right, right. So, so I have a question. So, since we were talking about strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So, so veteran mode is is pretty hard. Master mode is very, very difficult unless you can get your team all on the same page. But once you do, it's super, super fun. I really like it. Right? It Master is mode's so my fun. Master is awesome. Um, nightmare mode. So nightmare mode is a nightmare, right? You, they, there is just this game for people who don't know. I can't imagine there's anyone here that hasn't played this game. But for people who don't know, this game isn't about zombies. This isn't like you're walking down the street in Arizona sunshine. Oh, there's a zombie. You shoot it. There's a zombie. This is horde control all the time. It is hordes and 
hordes of zombies. And they're not just like, uh, they're like sprinting at you. Hell yeah. This is like very anxiety, like, like, oh my God, we got to take care of this situation right now. Now they're behind me. Now they're to the right of me, to the left of me, all at the same time. We got to work together and we got to make this happen, right? So working together and making this happen is a very, very, very important part of ever getting through nightmare mode. And if you attempt nightmare mode, all of those weapons that you bring with you, that you've customized, that you've made the runs, and you've collected all the harvest, and you've customized these weapons and really made them what you want them to be, if you fail a nightmare mode, you lose your weapons, right? Which mm -hmm. is actually, it's pretty cool because you have something to lose. Yeah. So you are trying really, really hard, right? But my question to you is, do you have any kind of strategies that you could share or or things um you know good ways to to you know that that maybe some people could work together better um to to accomplish the goal of passing a nightmare mode because as far as i know there's only a couple people who have passed anything on nightmare mode from what i observed is that those pe the people that clear nightmare maps is that they understand how the map layout works and I see a lot of people aggroing waves and then retreating to an area where they have control of the situation, like uh, bottlenecking uh, the snow breed or going to a place where they know that's where ammo boxes are mm. uh, and knowing when to use the ammo boxes, right? So it's um, it's understanding how the level are levels are designed um, will help uh, go far, uh, help help you uh, get along pretty far in nightmare mode. And of course, you need to do the proper amount of DPS because uh, they're just unforgiving at this point. And uh, as the description says, when you hover over Nightmare, all enemies sprint, right? <laughs> so, uh, and and I believe it's it 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 feel it feels like they are sprinting faster than you can sprint. So you really need to learn to take control of the situation. That's a, that's a whole concept of the the harvest sites, right? Um, they they create those containment sites to take control of the situation um, and fight the snowbreed on their terms, and that's something that you need to do uh, need to learn as well as a team. Learn to fight the snowbreed on your terms and make the maps uh, your your playground and make the snowbreed your bitches. Mm, nice, like that. that is awesome. So yeah, I often use that funneling feature, right? Where you back through a door. Only so many snowbreed can get through that door at the same time, and you can use that to control the situation, like you were saying. You know, there's uh -huh. there's definitely parts on the maps where you fall back to in order to control the 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 um, the mass quantity of these Tons things that are them. just coming at you. And it's wave after wave of just these things running mm -hmm. at you. It's so insane. So Z Storm Gaming in in chat here is saying that they have now cleared two maps on Nightmare Mode: Skid Row so nice. and Chinatown. Dude. For anyone that has, has yeah. never tried anything like this, oh my god, that is such a huge accomplishment. This is literally a nightmare. Like it is hard. You it know is what I so think hard. Really would go a long way too in nightmare runs, which I haven't attempted any yet. But I am trying to uh, get comfortable using a shotgun right now, which I did last night for a bunch of runs. And holy shit, is that fun? Mix up your mix up your loadouts, people, because yeah. the weapons are actually a lot of fun to use. Oh, yeah. And uh, the shotgun, you know, you only get the six shots off of the initial the initial build of the gun or whatever, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. But like. If you are working with people and they understand that you're running a shotgun and they're like running rifles, a lot of times what I was doing is I would take point and like blast through like a big chunk of them and then fall back, reload, the other guys step up, take my spot. You know, there's like this like hot gates mentality that you can do with different weapons to allow shotguns to fall in, blast a bunch mm -hmm. of them away. I mean, my fucking accuracy was like 
200%, 300% because I'm hitting multiple yeah. snow breed with every shot all the time. Like, mm -hmm. fucking and that's nasty. what yeah. makes this game amazing is getting in there with your friends and learning how each other play and, and working as a team, right? Like Alex was saying, he, he goes up there up front and he blasts some zombies, falls back to reload. You know, the teammates start to, to take out what's coming. He can move back up. It's all about working with the people that you're, that you're playing with. So it can be, it can be tough to do some of the, some of the, the, you know, higher up skill levels with random people because you really should get to lean learn. on each other. You do. You have to lean in each other. You'll never get through a nightmare mode with random people. I, I don't think unless you just happen yeah. to win the lottery. Great and just... fucking guns. Right. Right, right. But those great, there's a trade-off, right? Are you going to risk bringing your best guns into nightmare mode and losing With them if you fail? Scrub randoms on right, exactly. Fuck and you that. will. So, like I was saying, every piece of every weapon is customizable, paintable, wrappable. Everything like this game has the best weapon um, weapon system I think I've ever seen, and it makes me want to play again yep. and play again and play again and it's until i can't until i can't stay awake anymore <laughs> mm -hmm. and right? that's so and that's the proof of the concept right uh for after fall it's it's what we aim to provide with anyone could have made a left for dead in vr um but it's it's what makes it a game what makes people come back and what makes it rewarding if i'm honest like when you look back at arizona sunshine um they felt rewarded by completing a campaign. Uh, they felt rewarded by um, lasting really long in horde mode. Um, but those are very static experiences, and it's the uh, there was not really a, a chase for the player, right? And that's something with, that we introduced with uh, Afterfall as well. So on top of the Left 4 Dead style uh, gameplay, we added that weapon progression chase, something I absolutely love in in, in Destiny, for example, uh, and in MMO, other MMORPGs as well, like Final Fantasy XIV. It's the chase of better gear and wanting to uh, reach, uh, like, deck yourself out to uh, to even attempt, like, the, the endgame content. Now, I know that currently in After Fall, the endgame content is Nightmare Mode, and... It, it, it is something that you have in every uh, online multiplayer genre. So you've got the hardcore players who do, who do everything in the first week, in the first month. And then you've got the, the, the more active players who like it a lot and like it enough to try hard difficulties. And you know, they'll, they'll spend uh, uh, maybe uh, three weeks, uh, two months to, in order to get reached uh, to the point where they're comfortably able to play Nightmare. And then you've got the casuals who are just jumping in to just you know, kill zombies with their friends, right? And uh, we're still and, and seeing how this has um, caught on. Uh, that's that's where we can also see is like people are really looking for a challenge. Um, we're giving them this challenge with uh, with the nightmare mode, but we want to also give them something to really use those weapons for. It's like that. That's how we how we can um, design proper endgame content later. Uh, in the life cycle of After the Fall, right? So uh, this is not f not just for the players the beginning of the journey, but for us as developers as well, because this is a, a sandbox that we're ha really happy with. And how can we add to it? It's like, what are the challenges that players are looking for? How can we uh, support that? Um, is it is it a PVE content? Oh, PVE is our bread and butter. So that's definitely something we will always uh, have to put resources in. But let's look at the PVP, for example. It's like it's been uh, received su uh, surprisingly well 
and uh, that opens up doors where like if we put resources into pvp to make it a little bit, to tweak it around make it more robust and make it more competitive could it really st uh, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with other um Mm -hmm. uh, VR uh, competitive titles that have already have somewhat of a an esports presence, for example, right? Uh, we've got a lot of feedback from people who already are playing in that uh, in that circuit, and it's uh, if me personally, like I enjoy watching people complete uh, compete against each other. So I would love to see um, uh, the PvP, the Tundra Dome, evolve into something um, uh, that you can just sit back and watch people play as well, and really, yeah. really root for teams. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, but that really depends on the feedback, the resources, and the success of Afterfall. It's like we, this game has a lot of potential, and we've only scratched the surface. I feel I imagined like so much shit while you were talking there. Like I saw the future of this game. So like everybody, like get the get the guns now like get the gear and load up because i'm seeing like boss fights and like spe special encounters that you need to have like x amount of mm -hmm. maybe you have to like pay a harvest fee to get into or something you know you pay uh -huh. like seventy five thousand harvest but you can get such a huge payout if you get through it i don't know like my brain took off so i would love to yeah. i cannot wait to see um what you guys have in store yeah. for us in the future yeah you know what yeah, keep... oh go ahead sorry yeah, so uh, so with the front runner season, right? We are we will be introducing the remaining game systems um, that didn't make it in launch, but like with things that we really wanted to get in launch, but just didn't have the the bandwidth to uh, put it out there. And we want like with everything with Vertigo, we want to our implementation. If we don't feel it's right, we will it keep iterating on it until it feels right for us to add. Um, for example, like Melee, for example, uh, in, it was in the original uh, E3 demo. Uh, it was cut because it it didn't mesh with the uh, the flow of combat uh, from the moment to moment co combat. And uh, we have other ways to um, to deal with close combat uh, in the future, uh, like uh, the 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 rocket launcher device. It's only the first one. We will be mm. adding more devices that might help you deal with uh, situations differently. Like we got ideas for like, yeah, you should add a flamethrower. Unfortunately, not feasible um, mm. uh, with uh, with the performance. But it's a really cool idea that maybe we can find a different way to implement uh, that. You know, mm -hmm. um, maybe add it into a level as a uh, as a puzzle element. You know, it's like if you shoot a canister instead of like a uh, um, uh, a barrel that explodes. It, you you actually uh, um, activate a hazard for snow break that they can uh, walk into or things like that. So different ways for crowd control. We are, we have been thinking about that, and it's just really important for us to make sure that it fits in the gameplay flow, right? So a lot of the things that we will be adding um, will enhance the 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 customizability of your character uh, of your playstyle rather so that's something that we're really looking forward to exploring further and with afterfall as it is now it is a re really solid basis i feel and we will be supporting that with new harvest maps new pvp maps and new maps for the uh, for the new mode that we'll be um uh, revealing soon confirming soon actually because i see a lot of people uh, speculating on what it might be. Um, it's a Vertigo Games favorite. Um, so uh, we'll be confirming that soon. But that's like the the, the three ways to play that we'll um, support after the fall with. And depending on, on how players react to it, we will expand on those and make it even better to 
make it more challenging, but also not just give you new modes, but also new weapons, um, weapon nice. types, uh, new um, attachments that completely change the the gun at all uh, right now. Because currently we have like the the battery pack, which is a, like a a, a rapid drop, and um, you know it's uh, what it does is like it it adds critical damage to your bullets, right? So that's where the RPG elements start trickling yeah. into the game, and it's like only a small taste of. Um, what uh, what we have in store for After Fall. And we have a, lot, a, a team of designers with a lot of ideas and uh, uh, with uh, uh, a bright future of content, for sure. It's This is not yet. This is not it. This is only the beginning. I keep saying that, but so it exciting. is only the beginning. So exciting. This is, so, so yes, you have heard it here. This is only the beginning. This game is going to get better. There's going to be more levels. There's going to be more guns, right? Buy this game and play it and like you can grind these levels happily like and just have so much fun i have like 30 hours in this so far right and and it's not even getting close to old like i almost want to stop this show and go play it like right now <laughs> right. We see will, ya. we will see soon. you guys bye bye everyone no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we actually <laughs> but, we are going to do that soon yeah um, but so so keep guys you gotta play this game Please play this game. I keep one of the things I keep seeing in the chat, and, and I don't know if I should bring this up or not, but I'm going to. Um, mm. Is is and and something that I have noticed too is I'll be I'll be working in uh, a crowd of zombies, right? And all of a sudden, um, I'm getting hit from behind, but I don't really know until someone's like, "Dude, dude, there's a horde behind you!" And I keep thinking, "Man, I wish I could put my 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 haptic suit on and like <laughs> feel these things just hitting me." Right, I mean, I can't even imagine what so, the immersion would be it like. It is in this. one. It is one of the many things on our list to look at, and um, depending on uh, how much time the implementation takes, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and if we have the resources for it, um, it, it it might be a very viable thing in the future that gets added. But I can't say when. Sure. sure. Uh, but with uh, what Alex told me about about uh, how the implementation works, it shouldn't be that big of an implementation. It's the most important thing is for us is testing, making sure it works right and uh, we're having yeah. the time to yeah. implement it. And yep. that, of course, and this is kind of where like, I almost shop, talk and shop here a little bit at this point, but that is definitely, um, you know, going to be handled, right? Like there's, uh, I cannot think of a better game to implement the Behaptics hardware with, like straight up since, you know, since we're talking yeah. about it. Um I I feel that so much like while I'm in there like I realize I'm getting hit from behind I should be getting that feedback there's like so, explosions happening so many things. blowing up getting picked up oh. by a jugger even the face scanner I imagine the haptic pattern that like makes it feel like like something that goes down oh, like the, so the face scanner so, so <laughs> there's a million fucking things that I can imagine I've already been like planning them to be honest like I'm like putting <laughs> things together you know and like slapping it together so I per, like I know from experience that the implementation of the Behaptics hardware is pretty simple. Sometimes a, a developer will hit a snag, like something comes along that they weren't expecting, especially if they're doing it for multiple platforms, right? Which mm-hmm. um, after the fall would be that with the Quest and the PC version. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty smooth. And uh, yeah. hopefully we can manage to make it happen soon. You know, like and, that's really yeah. the idea. And, and ultimately, the things that we want to add, we want to add for the long run, right? So mm-hmm. it needs to, like, we have a bigger vision of after fall be that uh, um, since Vertigo Games also has the arcades division. 
um, that uh, people are clamoring for. It's like, is there going to be a free roam uh, after fall uh, contest? Like, when we have the bandwidth mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. uh, to dive right. into that, then I'm sh that, that there are many ideas that we have for it. Mm -hmm. We just need the time and resources to be able to get yeah. on that while also maintaining the game, uh, the current game that we have. And um, there will be a lot of quality of life uh, updates coming in for After Fall to streamline, um, especially the uh, the matchmaking, um, the being able to communicate with with each other, um, and you know maybe things like cross safe are they're they're all projects that we have lined up for the future of After the Fall. It, it just takes time, but yeah. ultimately time the game yeah. is out, and this is yep. the the amount of feedback we've gotten. Uh, is uh is a very it's validating so fucking good and it's so good um and exactly what we need at this point of development as well and because it... you could tinker at on, on something for ages and 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 at some point something needs to be finished not perfect sure sure and for anyone that doesn't know anyone that might not have a vr headset in here which i'd be really surprised if that was the case but if you are listening and you don't have a vr headset you can go to an arcade right now and play this game so any arcade that supports springboard vr i know for sure uh is it, it is available um for vr arcades globally uh so you can go out and you can try this game um there, there may or may not be an arcade specific version coming like tam2 is saying who knows it depends on resources and stuff right but you as of right now you can still go out and you can play the actual game at a vr arcade without having to buy a headset for it but i promise you once you play this you will go right from that arcade and you will buy a vr headset because and it is that imagine imagine uh instead of going out for friday night drinks after work taking your squad going into an arcade and the, and going instead of like you could get wasted of course but we don't recommend oh, it but going out with your colleagues jumping in as like yeah. let's jump into some multi pvp lobbies just the four Heck of us yeah. against anyone who's online and then just nice. jump into the thunderdome and and have a good time it's like yes. that's that's what it's all about You're right speaking Absolutely. my language jumping in absolutely you're speaking my and, fucking and language that is not something you want to drink first because you need those reflex times right if you're going to be playing someone like alex for example oh, hey. and you have even you know any intoxicated stuff in your head you're gonna you're gonna you're going down right so yep. uh yep. stay yep. sober play lots of after the fall yeah and uh and steady yeah. your aim and you just gotta trust you have to like trust the bullets is like what i've learned like sometimes i'll use my crosshairs to line up these like really long far away shots but for the most part you just have to like go with like the force you know it's like i know this is going to be a headshot you just have to like trust yourself you know and go go for it the um the hitboxes around the heads are a bit more generous than most games because after all it's an arcade it's more of an arcade game than rather than a simulation and uh, that was uh, uh, by design. Well, yeah. hitting those headshots and hearing that pop is so satisfying in this game. I love it. This game is all about those headshots, man. So you can take down a lot of zombies with a little bit of ammunition if you're able to line out those headshots, and they feel so satisfying. Mm -hmm. This game is just satisfying all around. Just the way the sound. Let me let me say real quick. I know we're almost out of time here, but I gotta give props to the sound designer in this game. Because, Jonathan, oh my God, the music in this, the it way it really makes good. you feel, the way it communicates things, like the types of enemies that are coming. Like you hear a song and you're like, oh my God, there's a juggernaut around. Does anyone have eyes on this thing? Where is this thing? Mm -hmm. Like it just, it just presents urgency to you with sound. 
and they he yeah. did an absolutely amazing job with every bit of sound design in this. I um, really got to give a shout out to the voice actors we got on board oh, for this. They've yes. been uh, so so good with um, the the amount of lines that we needed um, altogether. Everything that we've recorded right now is I I do believe it's like six times or eight times more dialogue than all of Arizona Sunshine put together with the DLCs. Wow. Um, and the, and the wow. stuff that we did for arcades, it's just the amount of dialogue that's in this, that's going to be in this game is so much. And I know it's unfortunate that it's not um, more uh, at the forefront like it would be in a campaign, but the effort the, that, that, that Frida, that, uh, uh, that DC Douglas put in, the uh, Keandra and uh, Trey and Yenny and uh, George, the and and Joe and and Joe and everyone, uh, Lindsay, they all put in their 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 hearts into the characters. And I know um, Jimmy uh, might get on your nerves a little bit by uh, by repeating. <laughs> it's like, will you please stop shooting each other? <laughs> and it's only because like he walks know? in front of the bullets but all the time. It's what makes the game right, and um, it it reminds you that. This is not a survival horror. This is an action hero power fantasy. You are the one yes. with the gun. Uh, the Snowbreed should be afraid of you. So, yeah. and, and, and power and not the fantasy. Around. Power fantasy is a great way to put it because I'll tell you when I am when I'm running through these maps and there's hordes of zombies coming at me and I'm dropping clips, pounding them in, hitting, the, and you get that rhythm down of reloading that gun, popping those headshots. Yeah. You feel like such a badass especially in the middle of it, a really intense fight like you're yeah. popping heads and you're just like oh yeah you just keep get going. this flow man it's good and it just feels yeah. so and good i will say too the Reloading. voice acting yes the voice acting is great <laughs> it's not cringe like this is what i like that is like my my whole like the alex the alex vr like tier of like of success in voice acting is did i cringe and if the answer is no then that's some fucking great voice acting because <laughs> i cringe I that shit so much. It's bad. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. Then, uh, then you definitely do not want to hear the uh, original builds where we um, um, had a well text to speech to tr test out like uh, when lines would get activated. <laughs> um, and at and at some point, the dev team got so tired of the text to speech voice. Uh, I ended up recording all the dialogue for the characters as well, so they had uh, <laughs> uh, temp temporary files to work with, and also so so that um, the devs had an idea of how long a line would take, and then they kept okay, we need to rewrite that line and whatnot. Nice. So uh, somewhere wow. out there, there's a build where me and Denise are are are, I... are Michael, Jimmy, uh, Jen, and Malia. That so, sounds amazing. And uh, so, were you saying? Uh, that if you complete all levels on nightmare mode without getting frozen, you unlock the Tam Two voice lines. Yes. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> you might even you might even unlock the video of the time where I accidentally streamed twenty minutes of Chinatown while we were um, working Ooh, on a capture build. Shit. <laughs> Whoops. I can tell. I can say. I can share that right now, actually, oh. because it's post-launch during development. I accidentally streamed 20 minutes of uh, of the devs uh, messing around on the kitchen table, throwing a grenade back and forth because we want trying we were trying to get a shot for a trailer. And, oh I, and instead of hitting start recording on OBS, I hit start streaming, <gasps> and it was the 
Murphy's Law, once again, it was the one computer that had streaming um, info set uh, oh. in OBS because uh, a few weeks prior to that, I had streamed Arizona Sunshine on Steam um, uh, for, uh, for, I think it was for uh, a content drop that we had with Arizona Quest. So the, the data was still wow. stored on that. And I accidentally streamed for 20 minutes on Steam. So oh, that, wow. luckily, no one watches streams oh. on Steam. Wow. I that. spent the next <laughs> week scouring Reddit, all the social <laughs> medias, to see if anyone had leaked anything. But um, it was being broadcast wow. on Arizona Sunshine. And Steam, you like cannot and... go back and watch that shit. Like Once you've streamed on Steam, that shit is gone like forever. Wow. Yeah. You're lucky, yeah. dude. So, yeah, very lucky. I was really lucky, yeah. and I counted all my blessings. I was so afraid. I was like, I'm sure I'm going to get fired. I am going to get fired, and I will never find a job this cool ever again. It is my fault. I spoiled everything. <laughs> all in all, we're glad you're still here. Good. We are glad that you are still here. By the way, I want to um, touch on one thing that Arcanian mentioned. He said, no one mentioned the ridiculous reach the zombies have. I almost mentioned it when he talked about how Melee got removed from the game. And I'm just going to touch on it now because I didn't earlier, and since you brought it up, I need to get this thought out. <laughs> I actually love the reach that the zombies have yeah. because in so many games where things are allowed to enter your fucking bubble, when they get right up in your face, like it becomes really disorienting, really jarring, a hell of a lot scarier, and way fucking harder to like pull up a gun barrel and like blast that thing, you know what I mean? The distance mm -hmm. in after the fall that they keep, yeah, they swing, and it's like technically they didn't hit me, but they did the damage. That is, I think, to your point, when you sacrifice some immersion for gameplay, and I think that mm -hmm. was a huge, huge good decision. I really like the distance. I don't need these zombies getting right up in my fucking face. I don't. Like, I like that they stay a little bit further away and allows combat, me to shoot them. Yeah, combat-wise, mm -hmm. it also doesn't make sense, right? Because they, it's a, it's a whole horde. Right. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter if you're uh, gonna wield a sword; they will keep coming at you anyway, mm -hmm. right? They are they they outnumber you by a lot, and they are <laughs> aggressive. They're not slow zombies. Like if if they were all slow zombies, then yeah, sure, you can walk up to them and uh, attack them preemptively. But these guys have a wolf pack mentality, and they will as soon as one of them gets attacked, they will all go at you because they smell fresh. Uh, juice in our body. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Tam Two froze up a little bit there. Good man, we gotta end this thing. Oh, there he is. He's back. Oh, he's back. We lost <laughs> you back? for a second. Yeah, just for just for a second there. All right. So yeah, like I said, it it, it just doesn't make sense. And besides, you've got three other people with you. Yeah. Uh, to help you shoot, uh, take down that horde. Right. Yeah, I'm into it. So, so listen, we. I'd love. I could I'd, do I'd this. Love fucking... to, I'd love to get at melee weapons, but it just doesn't make sense in the context. I don't think you need mm. to. I personally don't think it's necessary. I think the game works great how it currently is. But dude, we have to fucking stop. Like, I could seriously sit here and I talk and talk with you, Tam, too, for like another two hours. But I am not going to ask that of you, and I'm not going to ask that of our amazing audience who has been here um, watching this and contributing in the chat and being fucking amazing. So we've already gone over our typical 90 minutes. So I think we should hard just throw the brakes on this because mm. I don't know yeah. what else to do, mm. you know? So I suppose. Tam, too, why don't you just give us some I closing suppose. thoughts before we get ready? Yeah. Um, I want to thank everyone who's 
gotten a chance to play after fall so far, uh, be it at the previews, the play test, the early access up to today, uh, when you're jumping in for the first time, um, we, uh, the discord is growing really hard and all your feedback is, I see, I see all the feedback. I don't always have time to respond to it, but thankfully the community is growing to, to a sense to a point where, um, you're starting to be able to help each other out. And that as a community manager is just, well, my goal, right. Is to, uh, to develop a community, to nourish it, and make sure that people understand the game like we do, and uh, help out each other. And make and like from my end, uh, the devs have been raving and excited over all the content that's been pushed out. Uh, seeing play players play is the best reward a developer can get, and seeing them enjoy it despite the flaws. We know that there are flaws, and we know that um, we're working on them. Uh, that's something we hope you guys really understand that uh, this is our baby, and we want you to enjoy this product as well as we can make it, and we can only make it uh, the way you want it if you tell us what's wrong with it or what's what what's great uh, about it. and. What you want to see in it, and that's how we can all together make Afterfall um, a bigger world uh, than uh, just LA. Dude, Tam, too. Seriously, thank you so much for taking the, the time. And you know, I know we we spent a little bit of extra time. Like that really means the world to us. It's late as fuck where you're at right now, and that's um, only almost one a.m. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's late, dude. And uh, we are such fans of this show or of this. Um, well, we are. But we're sure, we're such yeah, fans but... of this game, and uh, to have someone from the team who's so knowledgeable, who who came on to just like so enthusiastically share everything, it really does mean the world to us, man. So it really does. Thank, thank you, you so much. Um, you know, everyone, please follow Tam too. I guess is is Twitter the best place to stay in touch? Uh, Twitter definitely for updates on uh, on the game is like as soon as I know uh, what's going on. Um, if there's any issues, we'll post about it there. Um, of course, we'll have the the usual marketing stuff, but if you can look pat, uh, be, beyond that, uh, you'll see that uh, we're also very active um, in responding. And of course, we invite you to come into the um, the Discord channel as well, because that's where the community is at right now. How how do we get access to the Discord? Uh, by simply simply going to uh, the link that we'll definitely put in the description. Yeah, here. there's a link in the description, yeah. right? So there's a link to just about everything except for the Discord, but I will Unreal. get a link to the Discord in there. Yes, yes. So check back here. There is every way you can follow Tam2, Vertigo Games, and After the Fall um, on the monitor below me and also in the description below this video. And I encourage you uh, to follow this game because, like I said, this game right now is amazing and I can't even believe it's going to get better it's getting than this. Better. Yeah, I guess it's that, get that is unreal to me. Like I'm going to be in this game for. I'm, how am I going to play other games? You guys are going to have to listen to me talk about after the fall now every episode until going to be bad. Yeah. At least we have another one to mix it up from the constant No Man's Sky and Neos. Yeah, this so is true. This again, is true. we uh, we respect your playtime. If uh, if you're done grinding, then you know take a break and play something else. The game will be here. All right, everybody. I Tam suppose. 2, thank you so much. Everybody say goodbye to Tam 2, and we are going to eject him from the Between Reality bye, Show. Bye, Tam 2. An absolute bye, pleasure bye, to have bye. you here. Oh, wow. The full circle. and Damn, that was fucking good. <laughs> and he's gone, all right? And uh, that's it. Never to be seen again. Goodbye, Tam 2. God damn, that was great.
That was amazing. I, dude, we, that was fantastic. We literally had to fucking slam our feet on the brakes. Like, there's wow. nothing else to do. Like, wow. I could continue to talk about this for Forever. a long time. We yep. are, obviously we love the game, and uh, you um, will definitely catch us in there this week and next week and probably the week after if uh, you want to play with us sometimes. Hit so. me up on Twitter, Discord, wherever. I will give you my friend code, and we will go in there and we will uh, blast some hordes together. Yes, like this video, subscribe to this channel right now. That wasn't a request. Do it. Uh, what are we going to do next? Oh, wait, no. What's our next? Uh, Friday. 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 Next I know. Doesn't it feel like Friday? It does. Yeah. It's only Tuesday. I know. That's crazy. Wow. So what's next? Wow. What's next? So Friday, we have an amazing content creator named Biohazard. 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 We're going to get, we're going to figure out yeah. how you pronounce this. He shit. has some of the cool and most different content that you'll probably see where he actually uses a lot of times his own hands and in the game and he figures like he is just so talented he's super talented he's created amazing things in neos he's insane he's just he's so he's so cool the dude is absolutely fucking next level um on his content creation the mixed reality stuff he pulls off is nuts he has like unlike anything else you've ever seen he's really really amazing and we're stoked to have him on the show this week to pick his brain learn how he does some of the stuff that he does or what he's willing to share with us anyway and uh, learn Mm -hmm. about his journey as well um so it's going to be great Everyone, thank you so much for being here. Like, it means the world to us. I know this ran late, and we've mentioned it five billion times, and I'll stop mentioning it now because we're about to end it. But seriously, thank you so much for being here. Um, Arcanian, Tribe Grey Wolf, Scottish Gamer, uh, Z Storm, Mr. Trinidad snuck in here, Chroma uh, Snare, Short Stack VR, Dark Angel, Paradise Decay, um, Techno Glitch, uh, Ivan Gonzalez. Uh, Jonathan, we saw you there. Did you see Jonathan so from, from the team? Yes. As we were fucking shouting him out. Oh, He's like, that's oh, thanks, right. guys. Yeah. It's so legit. Nice. Um, Fly Eagle, I know you were here and you and you dipped out. Uh, Mr. Trinidad, all you guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, that was amazing. I had so much fun. We'll see you guys in After the Fall, and we'll see you on Friday with Biohazard or Hazard or however the fuck he wants us to pronounce it. Anything else, or are we good? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm going to get in there after the fall like right now. That sounds like a good plan. We'll see you guys on Friday. (laughs) See ya.